media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. So there we are. Good morning indeed. And let's start then with talking about the brand communication of South Africa's political parties. I've got two guests, Jeremy Sampson on the line, the CEO of Interbrand Sampson. Jeremy, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Good to be with you, Ashraf. Hi. Thank you. And I saw your tweets about football yesterday. So obviously very much in the soccer season. That's another discussion for another time. <laughs> uh, Janine Lazarus, of course, from Janine Lazarus Communications. Good chatting to you as well. Hi, Janine. Hi, Ashraf. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Janine. Uh, Janine, I'm going I'm to start with you. So, we, we can talk about specifics, and we'll come to that, but maybe as, as a broad opening statement, South African political parties, how do they fare when it comes to you know, communicating their brands? Lousy. As, as a collective? Lousy, yeah, because the message, Ashraf, keeps changing. And while I understand that the message has got to, got to change to keep you know, up to step or in step with what's going on, I, I think that the, the message keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and, and and to my mind, Ashraf, a lead-up to elections need to include good debate, which by very definition needs to include uniform messaging. And you've got so much mudslinging mm-hmm. and, and infighting that it's very difficult to actually work out, you know, what, what, the, what the common message is. So, so you're saying they spend lots of time, because we're talking collectively, spending lots of time talking down other political parties Absolutely. rather than talking up their parties. Absolutely. Okay. Jer- Jeremy Sampson, do you agree with that? No. I think they're worse than lousy. I think they're absolutely terrible. If you look at all the basics (laughs) of communication, as Janine's starting to spell out, Uh uh, if you look at the basics of branding, none of them seems to understand that. Um, Their communications are all over the place. They're Mm. inconsistent. Uh, They don't gain traction at all. Uh, And at the moment, as I see it, just if one party started adopting the basics of communication and branding, they would immediately steal a huge march on all the others. Just since speaking to you a day or so ago about wanting to have this conversation this morning, just go onto the websites of all four parties, yeah. um, three parties, two parties, whatever you like, and have a look at them. They're an absolute mess. Uh, they don't communicate clearly at all. Okay. So, so what should they be then doing, Jeremy? Well, the first thing is, what are the basics of communication? What are the basics of branding? You have consistency. You have a consistent message. You can actually set out what you want to have a discussion about. But if I was to say to you, any brand, you know, you were saying earlier about top brands you'll be talking about later on, Mm -hmm. what does a Coca-Cola stand for or whatever, you immediately have in your mind what it stands for, and it's pretty focused. Think of a gang. I couldn't find their logo. Think of the DA. Who is the real leader? Is the one in Parliament or the one outside? Mm. Um, You look at um, the fact that you want to trust something. A brand, after all, is a trust mark. Well, the the, the main guy who was sitting beside the president, the leader of the ANC, is all over City Press today, yet again, and he's the leader of the ethics side of the ANC, for being drunk and unruly. Um, Not for the first time, I might add. So who do you trust? And, And that's the key issue to me in any political party. I want to vote for someone I can trust to deliver on what they're saying. All right. Now, that's interesting because, I mean, Janine, you know, Jeremy's bringing that from a brand experience point of view mm. in terms of uh, marketing. But, but for, for, does that also work for the, for the average voter in this country but who may not, and I'm assuming who are not that uh, savvy when it comes to marketing, who actually simply say, I like this guy and I'll vote for him? Well, I think electioneering, and I'm sure uh, Jeremy would agree, I think electioneering is about making citizens or trying to make citizens feel stronger and more valued. And to leave ordinary people, your man in the street out there, feeling like he's, like he's, like he's making a choice based on, on solid information. And I think that's where, 
the political parties are going wrong. I, I, I did some research on this. Mm. In fact, my mm. husband did some okay. research on thank this. Thank you. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, um, I, I, he pulled up a story from City Press, um, which wasn't too long ago. It was about a month, a, a month ago from today, where Ahang, Dr. Mampam's party, called in uh, Barack Obama's strategy team. Um, and I'm sure, Jeremy, you know about it. Um, um, Dr. Rampele has appointed the Benenson Strategy Group to advise Ahang on election strategy. They, of course, won't say how much it costs. They just mm-hmm. say that they're doing it for a fee. And I think that's interesting. I'm not quite sure, in fact, it has... has, has uh, it, it, it has cascaded down to their messaging or to their website presence, and I would agree with Jeremy, I don't think so. But it's interesting that one political party is taking on Barack Obama's big guns to try and work on their okay. branding and their messaging. And you'd wonder, you'd wonder why, isn't it? But, but having said that, and maybe let's run through some of the political parties. Uh, first, maybe just in terms of, of color. I don't mean color of voters. It's, it's a hot topic in South Africa. But just in terms of, of the colors uh, that are associated with the brand, whether it's green, gold, and, uh, and, or, or, or red, or yellow, whatever else, or, or blue as, as uh, the DA may want to have. Let's start, Jeremy, with, with, let's, let's start with, with the new guys, the EFF, the, the red beret. Huh. Symbolism there. Symbolism, as we know in branding terms, red is almost the colour, the colour that breaks through the clutter, the most aggressive, the most vibrant. No one has been using it up to now. Um, and so, no, a very clever move. Um, no, in branding terms, again, as Janine would know, we talk about brand cues. Well, what are the brand cues? You know, can you visualise a gang's logo? Um, I can visualise their leader wearing a funny hat, but that's about all visually I can think of there. Whereas here, Julius Malema immediately puts on a hat, and it's red, and it's got a logo on. Um, and that almost shows that he's more savvy than most of the other people. If I can intervene, I think it's quite, I don't, know, I don't know, Jeremy, if you saw the story earlier this month, uh, talking about the red berets, I thought the headline in the Mail and Guardian was really funny. It said, EFF needs your EFT. Malema <laughs> urges supporters <laughs> to donate money for his red berets. Of course, the flip side of that is if they do wrong, they say EFFU, and you know a- that, absolutely. right? Absolutely. As in FU, so that's another old story. Okay, your, your thoughts on the red, on the red beret? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Jeremy. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good colour, it's a strong colour. But I mean, you know, the, it, 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 it harks back to, to, uh, you know, Julius Malema wearing a red beret, and I. I, I almost wonder whether, in fact, there's a, a cartoon element around that. Like, you know, it, 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 I laugh. I think it's extremely funny. Okay, let, let's start. Let's talk, let's talk about the, the ruling party, the ANC. Maybe just from a time factor, we'll probably run through the ANC in particular, then go to the others too. So, so Jeremy, just let's take the ANC. A in terms of those various factors, you know, colour, uh, the logo, election posters, the how the leader communicates, as, as well as how they communicate in terms of crisis. Again, go onto their website and it's all yellow, which surprised me. I thought mm. they'd be more green and black, or mm-hmm. as you say, yellow, gold. Um, but what do they describe themselves as? They still describe themselves as SA's national liberation movement. Wow. Well, surely mm-hmm. that's the language of the past, no. Yeah. Surely the liberation has happened. Surely they should be moving on by now. When you actually look at the average age and profile of the voters, it's much younger now. And then the slogan, you know, what are their slogans? Well, I challenge any listener to tell me what the slogan is because it's deep breath, unity in action towards socio-economic freedom. Which well, means what? You know, exactly. What is it? And this comes back to what you were just saying about Julius Malema. He's already moving in sound bites. 
most other people are talking long sentences, go onto the DA site, and they're actually giving you an essay. And then at the end of the essay, they ask you if you want to unpack more. There's another website. So coming back to what the ANC mm. are doing, to me, they're stuck in the past. They still see themselves as a liberation movement. Come on, guys, you know, you've been in power for the last, what, 17, 18 years. Don't keep telling us about what you're going to do. Start by telling us what you've achieved, and then we could see if you're believable about looking to the future. Mm-hmm. When it comes to posters and things like that, a lot of the posters up to now, I thought more of green than yellow, but perhaps that's going to change. Perhaps it's going to start sort of rolling out over the next few months. But again, as we were saying right at the beginning of this interview, um, their messages are very disintegrated. They're not brought together. They're not focused. Uh, and that, to me, is a key thing of any communication. All right, uh, I'm certainly enjoying this discussion. It's really important, uh, the issue around brand communications of uh, South Africa's political parties. Uh, you can join in as well if you want to have a view on this one. Call in quickly, short, sharp calls, 0891-104207. That's 0891-104207. And then an SMS too, just in terms of how you see the parties and how they communicate. Do that to 34701, 34701. If you're tweeting, it's at Ashraf Garda. And also you can comment on my uh, Facebook page as well. I've got two guests. You've heard the voice of Jeremy Sampson. We also have Janine with me. Janine, let's then talk your thoughts on the ANC. Okay, I, I agree entirely with Jeremy um, um, in terms of, of mixed messaging, in terms of no real or definite brand presence um, and also believable brand presence. Almost, you know, this is your captain speaking mm, when mm, it comes mm. to the ANC and I don't really know how that resonates anymore. But, but I'd like to discuss something with you and Jeremy and that is the battle for online political pull. I think okay. DA is winning that. I don't particularly like um, the, the DA's presence, but they are very, very vocal. I don't particularly like the kind of either. Within social media? Within social media okay. particularly, yeah. I mean, I really think that they're dominating the game, as it were. Um, I know what they, what they did. Remember the, the, the issue with cell phones where they had the mm-hmm. Know Your DA campaign, and it was aimed, I think, at countering ANC propaganda, and the ANC threw his, hissy fit uh, at MTN. And so, so do, do you think they're dominating because they have a presence? or they have a very clear strategy. Because I I say that because the president, for example, has got a Twitter handle uh, with with, with huge numbers of followers. I mean, I follow him, but he doesn't tweet effectively. So essentially uh, he's not there. The DA leader is always tweeting and she's always accessible. Now, whether that's good or bad is open open for debate. But the fact is she's there, she's reachable, she answers uh, the voting public, etc. And they really do play the, the, the social media game quite Cleverly. Okay, so they score well on social media. Yeah. By the way, Akhang certainly on that as well. And uh, the EFF, I think, certainly now playing their part as well. And Zima Vabi, from a Kusatu point of view, uh, has always done, even as late as Friday, when he said, uh, my apologies and I can't talk now. Always keeping people very much informed. Jeremy Sampson, your thoughts, social media? Well, uh, again, you look at the profile of the people, as we said, youngsters, um, mobile phones um, in their pockets. Social media has to be the way. Um, certainly, uh, Mr. Obama used that to huge effect, and that's increasingly important in this country. Um, as you say, you've got to have a voice. You've got to keep on, but then you've still got to make sure the messaging is consistent yeah. and, and tied together. You know, uh, Janine and I work with a lot of corporates, uh, and often the first thing we have to do is to get the ex go into a room 
all talking the same language off the same hymn sheet. And the same applies in politics. You can't have every individual within a political party spouting off what they're saying unless they have a common thread which keeps being brought through all the time. Uh, and that, to me, is one of the issues. So whether you're using your 140 characters on, on Twitter, which I have to say is an incredibly good discipline as well, or whether you're writing an essay or, or speaking at a function, you've still got to have that consistency coming through. Indeed. Some comments, and I'll get to uh, Johnny on the line in, in a minute. Aubrey saying, well, ANC won't have to print more placards because they still have a lot hanging on the street poles from the previous election. So uh, certainly implying something there. Renati saying the ANC brand has failed dismally after they refused to attend the commemoration in uh, Maracana, which I think is very interesting. There's a couple more on that. I'll read that in a minute. Someone, someone else saying, uh, Bonnie is saying, the political parties need a serious invasion on their branding. If they can't make an innovative but simple post, for example, look at the ANC's campaigning posters, I don't know how they expect us to take them seriously and actually be convinced to vote. They can't get their campaigning right and get our lives are practically in the hands of these people. Wow. Okay, we'll get your thoughts in a second. A quick call, Johnny. Hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. It's a pleasure. The issue is, if you go back to history of the political parties, even... Uh, the NP also. How was they formed and what was the message and who did they represent when they are out of government and when they in of government? Because when the individual citizen, he just wants a job, health, yep. quality of, uh, education yep. and housing. And then the last thing is pay. I mean, he can't volunteer if he's hungry. And the same with the soldier. The soldier can't defend the country if he's hungry. Yep. Uh, that's how it is. Mm, okay, as simple as that. Interesting one. Thank you. I mean, he raises an interesting point, which is, in terms of the brand messaging, how many parties, and we're looking across, let's, you know, we're talking the ANC, the DA, the, the IFP, which is largely non-existent, nothing to a large degree, the PAC that doesn't really, I mean, it does exist, Cope, battling to cope as, as we're well aware of uh, and then the newcomers on the block mm. now how, how have they communicated that important message which is that the basic needs of people, they want safety they want, they want a job, they want food, Housing. they want a home, they actually don't really care where the pirates be chief so maybe they do, but besides all that sort of thing that's what they really want. Well I mean the, the ANC keeps promising that don't they in some of their brand messaging, but the, the fact is that they're failing dismally and they I mean we have service delivery strikes you know, rolling labour unrest so you know, you can talk the talk but you know you've also got to walk the walk mm, so mm. I absolutely agree with Johnny, I mean that's what it's really about, we're not interested in the you know, your, this is your captain speaking or, or an alternative government we're interested right now in getting service delivery delivery and getting things that our leaders are promising us. Okay, so, so, so when they promise, besides placards, let's just take maybe four significant leaders, whoever comes to mind for you, Janine, because mm -hmm. I'll ask Jeremy the same thing, mm -hmm. which is how, how do they communicate when they are in the media? Forget the social media, we've discussed it, I think right. Alan Zilla wins that one hands down. Yep. Many others, I think uh, Lindina again, uh, Musi Mayani, uh, Maimani as well doing the same thing, mm -hmm. but certainly Akhan trying that as well. But how do they communicate in, in media, that means in interviews, on TV, on radio and in print? Lousy. Generally, no, lousy. I mean, I think Zilla. I think Zilla's good. I think Mazi, uh, you know, Lindiwe is very good. I think that they they communicate short, they communicate sharply. But the reality check, and I think Jeremy would agree, is that there's so much political rhetoric. You know, there's just so many, so many terminologies. There's 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 so much blurring of the lines. And ultimately, I think people want to want to hear what the, what this government or what this political party is promising and what they're going. You know, if they make an undertaking, are they going to to fulfill it. 
So, I, you know, I can't come away. I've, you know, I've watched our president speak at, at, at numerous occasions, mm. and I'm always left thinking at the end of it, what did he actually say? What were his three key messages? And Jeremy raises the point of walking into boardrooms and, mm. and, and, and doing the media training or doing the messaging. Very often when I, when I work with government or when I work with corporates, the first thing, they say they want media training, but they don't really know what their key messages mm. are. Mm. And key messages are like a red thread that you've almost got to, you know, weave through the fabric of your messaging. And, and I think that that's missing. You come away thinking, well, okay, I heard that, but what did he or she actually say? Okay, interesting. Jeremy, your thoughts again? How, One how of the, the leaders things we in? say in branding is a brand is a promise made, and it's a promise kept. And you think about that in branding terms. Um, coming back to what Janine is just saying, if the government, if the political party, you know, remember the government has three sections actually at the moment, so that's where it gets even more confusing. But if they say they're going to do something, do they actually do it? Yeah. Do they do they walk the talk, as it were? Um, and I think this is one of the big issues that that is just not happening. And uh, we have all these mixed messages, all this rhetoric. Uh, the one thing one can say about the DA is, if you look at Cape Town, Cape Town works. Yeah. Everyone agrees it's the best working city in, in the country. So at least they've got something there that they can stand up and say, look what we've helped to achieve. And let's face it, it's a team effort. But then you look at the shambles of Johannesburg and what goes on, look at a lot of the, the towns around the country, the disarray they're in, and I'm afraid that is a statement on the ruling party. Okay. Now, now, now what about then handling themselves in, in, terms of, in times of crisis, Jeremy, when when there's a negative attack on a political party, which, which happens every week. You know, it's, it's one party today, another one tomorrow. Well, this is where, again, they have to have a business plan. That business plan rolls onto a communications and brand plan. Uh, and often then, as with any big company, not everyone is allowed to talk about it. You actually have it controlled and focused by a tight team. And that tight team makes sure that messaging is consistent. And then anyone who's put out to speak in the public domain knows what the party line is, knows what they should be saying, knows what other people have been saying, knows what the opposition has been saying. And so, again, it is scripted and it's coordinated. This is why Janine you know, makes a lot of money, I'm sure, going around the world, um, <laughs> training people on how to do this. But this isn't rocket science. It's been going on for years. We're hearing that Ogang is using expertise from the States. Yeah. There's lots of expertise all around the world, and it's good to hear that it's starting to be applied locally. All right. Janine, yeah? Yeah, I mean, let, let's look at, uh, uh, Jeremy and Ashraf, let's look at some of the issues that, that have, have befallen the ANC mm. since Mangaung. I mean, you know, they've, got, they've literally rolled from one crisis to the other, and they haven't m- messaged, you know, or, or managed that crisis communications very well. Labor crisis in the mines, you know. Uh, scandals, another scandal, the Gupta plane landing at the Waterkloof Air, mm. Air Force Base um, in Kandla. Uh, you know, there's just one, one crisis after the other. And I'm, I'm always left think, uh, feeling, well, you know, who, who is their crisis management team? Who determines what the key messages are and why aren't they, why aren't they singing off the same hymn mm, sheet? Mm, it's mm. almost, you know, I, to me, a political party or government has got to be seen walking the walk and keeping in step, and I'm not seeing that here. So, so do, you, do we know who manages communications in Actually, crisis? I don't. I mean, we know that Mac Maharaj uh, uh, communicates messages on behalf of the presidency, but, I mean, apart from that, not really. Um, not again, really. If you go onto the websites of the parties, the first thing they, they ask you is, question. do you want to give money? Yeah. Uh, that's, 
the first thing. Uh, whereas you want to know who are the leaders, what yeah. do they stand for, and in soundbite terms. And then, as Janine says, you actually spell out exactly what you stand for. Uh, I think that, to be honest, if you get a lot of these political parties in one room and ask them what they stood for, there would be no unity at all. There are so many different factions. There's so much undiscipline that they don't actually have one voice. Uh, when you stagger from one crisis to the other, yeah. at least you keep on moving. You don't dwell on one point. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Maybe not now, sometime this afternoon or, or tomorrow morning, whatever. I'll tweet to all the parties, because I don't have time to do it any other way, and say, in, in one sentence, in 140 characters, what exactly is your political message? And let's brilliant. see how... how let's, see, let's, see, let's see who even bothers replying. I don't know. We'll do that, all right? What, what about... Uh, Jeremy, now... Okay, some other comments we've had. Uh, what about WASP? That was the acronym for White Anglo-Saxon Protestants from Alistair, of course. That's that new workers' party, right? Uh, with that name, which is quite ironic. Hope... The political parties are listening to this branding program. Well, we certainly hope they do, and they normally do, but whether they take advice, I don't know. Uh, Ern saying Cape Town works for whites from uh, Jeremy, saying that, um, Ashraf, your guests are mind manipulators. We are not that stupid. We can think. Nick from Santa. That's an interesting point, Jeremy. Not sure what, what, you, what you really mean by that. <laughs> Let, let's then talk about, um, and, and in terms of, of, uh, of political posters, Janine? Like, I can't tell you, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I drive around like everybody else does, and I can't tell you that any posters kind of grab me by the jugular. All I just find rather weird is the posters that are in Greek and Italian and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I, you know, I wonder about that. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, and I realize that we have all communities and people speaking various languages here, but I just wonder about the authenticity of that and the integrity of that kind of messaging. But I mean, apart from that, no, the DA is blue, ANC, yellow, mostly mm-hmm. yellow, some green, mm-hmm. you know, hang, I don't know, red berets, that, that's really all. Yeah. You see, Jeremy, I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, Political posters have this habit of cluttering our suburbs, and we, and we know they don't come down, as, as someone suggested earlier on as well. But, but if I go back over the last four or five years, I think the key is, even if you don't support that political party, you need to be driving past that poster and saying, wow, exactly. I am so impressed. Has, has anybody impressed you? Well, no, they haven't. Uh, uh, and again, you know, they say that uh, all of us have one big secret weapon if we meet someone, and that is to smile. Well, how many of the posters that you see have got people scowling off the posters at you, um, looking at you as though they're sort of like a school teacher about to berate you, whereas just a nice, warm smile, mm. that warmth, and then you get an empathy and you start a communication. Mm. One of the things we, we haven't touched on from a branding perspective is differentiation. Now, how different are these brands? How do they stand? We talk colour, but we haven't talked communications. All right, we know some of the personalities, some of them, um, but this is where you've got to differentiate. And on messaging, that's a key part. And none of them seem to be adopting that at the moment. Now, now are you saying how they differentiate in terms of their own strategy? That means in terms of their own belief system, right? For example, like if you're saying that, then certainly I, I think Achan coming out strongly about sort of anti-corruption. They may not be different to the DA, but the EFF now significant saying. We will engage in Zimbabwe-style land grabs. Yeah, and very clear. Isn't that different whether you agree with them or not? They're very clear about it. Well, exactly. They're coming out with a clear statement of intent, uh, no messing around, and, you know, you've got one voice. You know that Malema is the voice of his particular party, Um, whereas who leads the ANC? Sometimes it's the president, sometimes it's other people, but that's where immediately you get a diversion, as it were, and a dilution of the message. That's where Malema, you know, uh, we've talked about him before, is 
very, very savvy in many, many ways. He's, he's touching uh, nerve points, yes, but he's actually getting a reaction. Now, a lot of brands just get no reaction at all. So the first thing you've got to do is get a response, and hopefully it's a positive response. And he, and he seems to be achieving um, that in some ways. Yeah, I think this is such a valid point, and I'm so glad you raised it, Jeremy. Um, I, I use some, in some media training, I use a clip of Lindiwe Mazibuko versus Julius Malema. This was at the time of the sort of, uh, I won't engage with, uh, with a tea girl. Remember the debate, yes, a tea yes. girl who works for the madam. Mm-hmm. It was quite interesting. I, I flight this footage to uh, delegates in, in, in workshops, and everybody, almost without exception, always votes in favor of Malema as the presenter because he is short, he is sharp, he is a, he's, he's a journalist's dream in terms of, of sound bites. And while uh, 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 Lindiwe is, is, is beautifully articulate and eloquent and all of those things, she checks all the boxes. The point is that she just goes on and on and on and engages in political diatribe and verbiage. And I think people are, have had enough with, about that. Okay, fascinating. Which gets me thinking then, Jeremy, we've got about a minute to go. You know, the, the importance of the personality in, in driving the party. Now, next door, we've got Robert Mugabe, who's been there for a long time. The, the Mandela factor has been a dominant factor of South African life, certainly in the last 20 years. Uh, but with the current political parties, is there anybody here where, outside their belief system, in fact, their personality really drives it? And, and is it healthy, keeping in mind, to sidestep here, the discussion around Zelensky Mavavi, where he's been the head of Kosato, very, very coherent, and he's got his own issues. Does it then put the, the, the party, or, or in that case, the trade union at risk? So, South African political parties? Well, I, I think, you know, to make your point, we'd be having a very, very different discussion now if we were discussing the ANC as led by, uh, you know, Mr. Mandela um, 15 years or so ago. Um, and the discussion has changed dramatically because of the current leadership uh, and the current um, really um, lack of focused coherent messaging and also the lack of credibility um, you know where we apply words like ethics and integrity and immediately I think that undermines a lot of the messaging we're getting from the ANC at the moment mm-hmm. which um, really is not the way to, to run anything you know, if in branding terms if they were running their brand like this they wouldn't be around for too much longer um, despite the fact that they have a very rich heritage they've achieved greatly in the past but as we speak I would suggest they're in turmoil as a brand Okay, Janine, just your thoughts then on, say, they came to you, <coughs> not the ANC, any political party, and they said, we want to build a campaign, and we want to build it around our, our leader. I would love the opportunity, and I think that that's what South African politics lacks so much of. I mean, of course, there are exceptions like Julius Malema, but I think we lacked personalities in politics. Personalities, characters. You know, so, so you'd say yes, I would say despite yes. the inherent risks? I would say yes. I mean, I, I, Clearly, that particular character, that personality, would need a hell of a lot of training. He would need to be media savvy. He would need to be bang on messaging, very, very brand savvy, etc. But you know, if one goes, if one goes abroad, if one goes to America, for argument's sake, you vote. Yes, you vote political parties, but you vote for personalities and characters. And I just think that makes politics so interesting and so accessible. When people are, yes, they're voting for a political party, but they love the person who is, who's, who's, who's driving the ship. I think South Africa misses that, but of course there is inherent risk in it. Of course, I have a feeling we'll be chatting about this lots more in the in the months ahead. Let's leave it at that. Hanging in the air, I suppose, Janine. Thanks so much for your time. Thank uh, you. Jeremy Sampson, appreciate your input as well. And just some thoughts about Julius Malema. Well, I interviewed him about three weeks ago. You can uh, get the podcast of the interview on, on the SAFM website. And, and the point that Janine made... Uh, 
we know South Africans love him and South Africans hate him. But don't call him stupid. I think that's very, very clear. If, if, if you like me and, and maybe others who had the privilege of interviewing, uh, you may not agree with his policies, but he has a very, very clear strategy. And uh, the, the important one, he has people who actually can buy in or are buying in to that strategy. So from a marketing point of view, he's certainly somebody to follow indeed.